A new Wall Street Journal piece tells us that Meta, Facebook, and Instagram are actually targeting the brains of teenagers. The U.S. suicide rate increases in older adults, but in teenagers, the rate dropped over the last calendar year. Cosmopolitan magazine runs an article promoting a satanic abortion ritual. And speaking of weird rituals, we look at new polling data for the 2024 presidential election. All of it today on the Palmetto Family Matters Show. Welcome into the Friday edition of the program. It is Friday, it's Friday, December first, in the year of our Lord two thousand twenty-three. Ding. Twenty-four days away. That's right. We from the second most magical day of the year. We we've got the tree out where they put the little ornaments on for the twenty-four days, and, and then the the star at the top and Advent calendars. We do Lego Advent calendars. I saw some Advent cheese calendars. Ooh, I'm sure it gets smellier. As it gets closer. <laughs> it's been sitting. Do you put it in the fridge? <laughs> it's been, it's been, it's been frothing. I, I like the chocolate ones. The oh, chocolate, the cho- oh, yes. With the tiny, it, yeah, not, nothing big, door. just a little itty bitty door. Um, socks. I've seen sock advent calendars. I like that. T- tie, that's too much. No, I don't wear ties enough. Yeah. Well, I could collect them for January and February. There you go. We're 24 days away from Christmas. Merry Christmas. Get your Christmas shopping done. We've already got presents under our tree. Whoa, so you don't know. have children yet. <laughs> yeah. Because once you do, that's not safe. <laughs> no, no, we will keep the presents hidden in the I closet. was that kid. <laughs> uh, just shake, rattle, and roll it, and we'll find out what's in it. No, I learned how to rewrap things. Well not done. Well, well, not see, well here's the thing. at first. Here's the thing. For me, as a kid, I... I believe in the magic of Christmas. I refuse to. I believe in the magic of no surprises. Yeah, I did, I like the surprise because if you didn't have the surprise, what was it all about? No surprises. Now there are plenty of surprises today in our show um, as we go here today. As I try to regain composure, the Wall Street Journal has, has an article. You. They have paywalled me, <laughs> but they have an article. Platforms like Meta. And Facebook. Meta runs Facebook and Instagram. Yes, the Metaverse. An internal 2020 Meta presentation shows that the company sought to engineer its products to capitalize on the parts of youth psychology that render teens, quote, predisposed to impulse, peer pressure, and potentially harmful, risky behavior. Now, we kind of all knew this was taking place. I don't think, bless you. I don't think that's shocking to any of us. However, what we have is a significant push. Bless you again. My goodness, we need the sneeze button. We have a problem when it comes to these um, users being pushed toward these certain things that could be harmful. The meta now now this is not us saying this by the way, this is a report from the Wall meta. Street and and Wall Street Re- Journal reporting on it. Yeah, the meta presentation included this quote: "Teens are insatiable when it comes to feel good dopamine effects." Here, here, and this is referring primarily to the impact of Facebook and Instagram. And every time one of our teen users finds something unexpected, their brain 
delivers them a dopamine hit. Yep, absolutely. So you so immediately the financial impact of this that Meta through Facebook and Instagram uh, are seeking to take advantage of adolescents and children who are susceptible uh, to increase clicks, to increase activity, to increase their income, and the and so now these attorneys general who have filed complaints with Meta are arguing that they are doing damage to young people to drive profit. Naturally. The robot that is Mark Zuckerberg is still computing that fact. But the algorithms have already figured it out. Later in the article, quote, the states allege that Meta has long known that its platform has weak protections against use by children below the age of 13. You just say you're 13. Who are generally barred from by law from being on these. Meta created charts, quote, boasting Instagram's penetration into the 11 and 12-year-old demographic cohorts. So it's illegal for under-13s to be on these websites, on these platforms, and Mm -hmm. yet, and yet, Meta is bragging about bringing these tweens, as we call them, on. Tweens want access to Instagram, and they lie about their age to get it now. But in the next month, the same individual that works at Meta said in a Senate testimony, mm-hmm. quote, if a child is under the age of 13, they are not permitted on Instagram. Absolutely. We have, and I don't mean I don't mean to Alex Jones you and tinfoil oh hat you, we have big tech overlords yeah. who are absolutely ruining the brains of children. TikTok has long been an example. TikTok in China is different than TikTok in the United States. TikTok in China teaches math, science. Does it really? Yes, it is an educational app. TikTok in the United States teaches children that you can have different pronouns and that Hamas is not evil and that Osama bin Laden was right. That's the differentiation here. Listen, and and this is this is how we'll I think now that we see this and we see these things from Meta, it then leads us to this question, and this is kind of where we're going to go with each of our topics today. So this has been presented to us by Meta. We also know that children will always use these social media platforms. Parents allow it. Parents, there's another story that just came out about uh, this woman who gave her twin seven year olds a tablet, and they created their own YouTube channel. And then her account got deplatformed because of, quote, child nudity. Oh, wow. Um, So that's a different conversation when it comes to whether parents should allow their children to have these devices at all. Speaking of whether or not parents should allow their children to have the devices or even use the social media, uh, and I'm not going to say her name because I'll butcher it. Um, but Mark Zuckerberg, do you know her name? Uh, yeah. No. Okay. Shamath is her first name. Uh, Shamath and, uh, yeah, P, we'll call her. Former yeah. exec at the Facebook said that she would not let her children use these platforms. She She expressed guilt over it and said that, I think we all know in the back of our minds, even though we feigned this whole line of unintended consequences, I think in the back recesses of our minds, something bad could happen. It literally is a point now, uh, at a point now where we've 
created tools that are ripping apart the social fabric of how society works. She goes on basically saying, if you feed the beast, the beast will destroy you. This is, and this was how long ago? Six years ago, in 2017, where this lady, who is a former executive at the Facebook, said, no, I won't let my kids use this because it will destroy them. Right. Hello? We have uh, significant issues when when we have children being put at risk for um, for significant mental speaking um, of issues before we get to the um, suicide study we do have an update uh, breaking oh, news wow. this is as we're recording this morning breaking news so as of 10:36 a.m. on Friday December 1st former Supreme Court Justice Sandra Day O'Connor has passed away mm. uh, Sandra Day O'Connor dead at the age of 93. So what we're seeing, Henry Kissinger, of course, uh, just this week, mm-hmm. Wednesday, I believe, mm-hmm. then, uh, died at the age of 100. And then uh, First Lady Carter. First Lady Rosalind Carter passed mm-hmm. a week or so ago. What we're seeing is an age of exceptionalism in American society is beginning to pass away, Literally. Um, and so just wanted to pass that news along to you, Sandra Day O'Connor, uh, really quick, uh, Chuck Grassley tweets, sad news with the passing of former Supreme, Supreme Court Justice Sandra Day O'Connor. She was a trailblazer for the high court and always worked to find consensus. She was the first justice I had the honor of voting for as a senator. Her contributions to the court will endure and she will be missed, end quote. So a tough turn on that, but of course, when the news breaks, we want to let you know about it. Now to ABC News. The number of suicides in the United States has hit a record high. In 2022, an estimated 49,449 people died by suicide, which is 3% higher than those who died of suicide in 2021. This was a report published by the CDC on Wednesday. The suicide rate increased by 1% in 2022, um, and it increased again uh, from 2021. So this is a 2022 study. We'll get the 2023 numbers about this time next year. Uh, 14.3 deaths per 100,000. That's up about, you know, 0.2 per 100,000 since 2021. What's interesting is the number broken down. Males were 1% higher mm-hmm. on the suicide rate. Than in 2021, it was 4% higher for females. Yeah. And among males, suicide rates declined for those 34 and younger, increasing for those 35 and older. And there's an argument to be made that the numbers are skewed for males because they don't do it the same way that um, their counterpart, the opposite sex, do. Um, some, uh, Some... Accidental deaths are never really explored. They don't leave a note. There's no real sign of it. Um, and so they just get in a car accident or they fall off. And, and, and this sounds almost like we're making light of it. They fall off of a cliff or something like that while hiking. And they thought through it a little bit more to make it look as if it was an accident. And and in some cases to provide for their families in 
life insurance claims, that sort of thing. And I'm, I'm not throwing anybody under the bus or anything like that. The, all I'm saying is there is an argument meant to be made that sometimes those numbers for males are skewed. The rate broken down when it comes to um, age is interesting. The highest rate of suicide was found in those 75 and older, and the lowest was found in those aged 10 to 14. Mm-hmm. There were also disparities when it came to race and ethnicity. American Indian or Alaskan Native uh, had the highest rate at 26.7 deaths per 100,000. However, it was a 5% decrease compared with 2021. They were the only group to experience a decline. All other racial or ethnic groups experienced a 1% to 3% rise in suicide rates, but none of those well, We've seen a were, slow and steady rise since 2001, nearly 4 Four people in every 100,000. None, none of this is statistically significant. Statistically significant. Well, four people. In terms people, of changes. In 14, terms of changes. Right, of course. Statistics. 14 people out of every ten or 100,000 is too many. One out of every 100,000. Yeah. One out of everyone is too many. Um, and I'm not going to spout the national suicide hotline or anything like that. If you are experiencing mental illness, thoughts of suicidality, Reach out to someone. Um, I, I'm a former pastor. I, I want you to know there are people around you that care about you. And they want you to get well. Uh, if you're if you're just struggling with the inkling right now, get help. Uh, and it's not it's not a shameful thing to get help. Um, there are a lot of places and people that want to help you. And the the word help is not a dirty four letter word. It's reality, and there are times in life when we all need help. There are times when we're the helper, when we're the helped. And that's the beauty of having a network of people around you. And if you don't have a network of people around you, I know this sounds crazy, uh, email us. I'd love to talk with you. Email at palmettofamily.org, and we want to, or or call the suicide hotline and get help that way. Back in February, as we move to our next topic, as we try to move quickly through this uh, Friday of news, back in February, the Satanic Temple opened a new religious medical services arm, uh, TST Health, which stands for the Satanic Temple. They began doing abortions. Uh, The Satanic Temple believes aborting unborn babies is a religious ritual. That That is correct. The Satanic Temple compares it to communion. Or baptism for Christians. So it's a sacrament. I would, I would agree. I would. I would wholeheartedly agree with you. I believe abortion is ordinance. a satanic is a satanic ordinance and ritual designed to uh, crush the very image of God. Mm. The name of its first telehealth abortion practice doubles as a you know double entendre. The Samuel Alito's mom's satanic yeah. abortion clinic in New Mexico. Uh, is named because Samuel Alito's mother did not have options in 1950, and look what happened is their thing. Oh, oh how, how cute, ha, ha, how funny ha. are you? So, the, according to a press release, anyone in New Mexico seeking to perform the Satanic Temple's abortion ritual will be able to receive free online medical services. We are working to get the executive director for the New Mexico Family Policy Group uh, on the show on Monday. It appears that's going to happen, so we'll have more about this on Monday. Yeah. But we want to start talking about it Their today. executive director, Jody Hendricks, is going to be joining us. She's an outstanding lady, and, and I can't wait to have her on the show. Here's where it gets interesting. Cosmopolitan. Cosmopolitan Magazine. A, a leading magazine for women, specifically young women, and maybe even young girls, 
Although I wouldn't advise it. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't advise it now. I've already decided that uh, Christmas presents will not be bought at Target this year. Uh, we are we are not shopping at Target this year um, because they're trying to make Christmas. Uh, they're 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 doubling down. They're trying to make Christmas even more gay. So apparently, <laughs> saying gay old time in one song isn't enough. Anyway, jokes aside, Cosmopolitan put on Instagram two weeks ago this picture of a woman holding a shard of glass. And uh, we'll get to what it says in the picture, but here's the caption. What's it like to have a satanic abortion? Let's just stop right there. I would argue... Two wrongs don't make a right. I would argue all abortions are satanic. Yeah. For Jessica, her name has been changed. A 37-year-old mother of three. She had three kids. Apparently the fourth one's not worthy of living. A, who received a medication abortion via Samuel Alito's mom's satanic clinic. Quote, the experience was just very supportive. End quote. Well, she's not a Satanist. She's, she's, she'll do the satanic abortion ritual. She's not a Satanist. Jessica decided to incorporate a few ceremonial elements into her solo abortion experience. Why not? She thought. Why not? Why not, kids? Are, do, does she? Do they enumerate what these ritualistic? So, how does a satanic abortion ceremony even work? Why don't you take a minute and should, pray? Pray to yourself. I was going to say, should we like? No, there's sound no. The I, don't alarm? Think, I don't think there's anything bad. Okay, I read through it. Okay, patients of all faiths, ick, are welcome at. Samuel Alito's mom's satanic yes, abortion clinic in Mexico. Yes, we'd love to have you Catholics and Baptists and Presbyterians come join us. Of course they would. Anything to tear you further away from, from Christ. Yeah. Along with medical counsel, TST offers free ceremonial support to everyone. Abortion ceremonies are totally optional and customizable. Ah, like Build-A-Bear. Here's a simple one TST recommends. Ah, the upside-down cross. Naturally. First, find a quiet space because we want to be able to hear the baby in your womb. Bring a mirror if you can, because it's all about you. They didn't say that. Just before taking the medication, listen to this. Just before taking the medication, gaze at your reflection and focus on your personhood. Home in on your intent, your responsibility to you. Do you notice something about this to begin with? Do you me, notice? Me, 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 me. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm hearing in my head, I'm hearing in my head a serpent saying, you will not surely die. Hmm. All right, we continue. Take a few deep, relaxing breaths. You're going to need that before you kill your child. When you're ready, read the following tenet aloud. And I'm, I'm a Christian, uh, so Holy Spirit dwells within me. I don't fear reading this. One's body is inviolable. Subject to one's own will alone. All right, there's your, there's your, there's your incantation. Take the medication and immediately afterward recite. Beliefs should conform to one's best scientific understanding of the world. Well, break. That's an interesting point, actually, because science. Biology? Lends a lot to the fact that that's a person. One, we continue with the incantation. No, I think that's the point. 
One. Uh, oh, 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 I think that's the point. Oh, for I know. People, for these people. One should take care never to distort scientific facts to fit one's beliefs. Pot, meat kettle. Later, once the procedure is complete, procedure. Procedure. I, you know what? We've sterilized why don't you these go? Why don't you they're go, trying. If you were to go stab a homeless person in the head. Or, or, or your child that's living in your home. You're nine-month-old. Sorry. Or your 18-year-old. You do that. Some sometimes of you, you might want to. When you do that, think of it as a procedure. And when they charge you with murder, say... It was, was a procedure. procedure. I, it was procedural. Yeah. Like the Senate. <laughs> Careful. Careful. Return. Sometimes the Senate hearings like that. Return to your reflection. Return. So oh. now... So you start me, looking at yourself. Me, 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 then you me, kill me. your kid. Then you go back to yourself. Focus again on your personhood. Your power in making this decision. Complete the ritual by reciting a personal affirmation. You ready for this incantation? Give you the willies. By my body, my blood, mm. by my will, it is done. What a... Satan is a bootlegging piece of garbage, man. Isn't he? Mirror or mantras or not. The satanic temple's point is that your abortion should focus on your autonomy in making this decision. Patients can include as many loved ones as they'd like, or light candles, or even dress up. Whatever makes them feel empowered. Let me ask you this, and, and I, I, I'm going to make a, a val no, not a value judgment, possibly an extrapolation from what I've just heard you read and read some of myself as I've looked at your computer screen and wish to God I hadn't. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm just putting this out there. It's a question. It's a question. Is it possible those that argue bodily autonomy are falling into a lie of Satan? Yes. Is it possible that in falling into the lie of Satan that bodily autonomy trumps all other arguments? That they are making a willing choice to negate the autonomy of the child in the womb? Yes. The child is not a person. No, no. I'll take that back. No, now, you're, now, you've read. You, we've, you now got it. we've now removed that. No, it used to be. It used to be. And some are still clinging to the. It's a clump of cells. Some it's are a, still clinging amorphous to that. cluster of cells. Are you quoting a specific Chief Justice? Justice? Okay. Um, I, I think it was amorphous cluster. It, yes, it, it was wasn't amorphous clump. cluster. It wasn't clump. Um, is it possible that in negating. No. It used to be that we negated. Is it possible? And 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 I know I'm cheating to the right here. I'm being very careful. Is it possible that some people uh, never mind. I I think this is pure evil. And we've got to do, listen. For those of you out there that don't think Palmetto Family's objective is to eliminate all abortions in the in, in the state of South Carolina, uh, that's my goal. Uh, that's how we get there is a little bit different, and and I wish I'm not calling anybody to action. Please don't misunderstand what I'm saying here. Mm -hmm. I wish I could shut TST in New Mexico down yesterday. This is pure, I don't even want to say pure, because that, you know, questions, calls into question that word. It's evil. Straight up, no doubt about it, evil. 
How we get it done legislatively is a little bit different. But we need to reach the hearts of women and men, for that matter, who are called into this, as Justin said a minute ago, garbage. It's evil garbage, and we've got to stop it. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to having uh, Jody on next week. Uh, to talk about this, it's in—I mean, it's in her home state. It's in our home state. Yep. We're, we don't have Satan temples dancing around that I—that I'm aware of. Uh, it happens in homes, uh, but man, this is—it uh, uh, gives me homes. the heebie-jeebie willies. The so. problem—the problem we have—and this isn't cosmopolitan. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a women's magazine. Yeah. I don't recommend reading it. Obviously, now it's pretty. But even before, uh, it's it pretty, pretty scandalous. Before, but yeah, I wouldn't have read it before. She Willikers. The problem. Ugh. The problem here. <laughs> the problem. And it's multifaceted. You, I was going to say, can you narrow it down to one? Sure, I can. Um, I blame. I blame the church for part of this. Yeah. Yeah. And I blame the church for uh, some specific reasons. Which is ironic because the church lay always blame Satan. Right. And it's possible. Mm. Mm. Yikes. So we've denied, I think the church as a whole has denied that Satan even exists. Yeah. We've turned Satan into the horned guy with the tail and the pitchfork, Mm -hmm. and he's red. Um, But if we go back to the Westminster Confession, and and there are several of these that I want to elaborate. Um, although the list of nature and the works of creation and providence do so far manifest the goodness, wisdom, and power of God as to leave men inexcusable, yet they are not sufficient to give that knowledge of God or of his will, which is necessary unto salvation. Therefore, it pleased the Lord at sundry times and in and divers manners to reveal himself and declare that his will unto his church and afterwards for the better preserving and propagating of the truth and for the more sure establishment and comfort of the church against the corruption of the flesh and the malice of Satan and of the world. Um... As for the wicked and ungodly men whom God is a righteous judge for former sins doth blind and harden, for them he not only withholdeth his grace, whereby they might have been enlightened in their understandings and wrought upon their hearts, sometimes also withdraweth the gifts which they had, and exposeth them to such subject objects as their corruption makes occasion of sin, and withal gives them over to their own lusts, the temptations of the world, and the power of Satan. Our first parents being seduced by the subtlety and temptations of Satan. Nevertheless, they may, through the temptations of Satan, the liberty which Christ has purchased for believers under the gospel consists in their freedom from the guilt of sin, the condemning wrath of God, the curse of the moral law, and in their being delivered from this very present evil world, bondage to Satan and dominion of sin, Um, the suggestions of Satan under any visible representation, the purest churches under heaven are subject both to mixture and error, and some have so degenerated as to become no churches of Christ, but synagogues of Satan. I, All I, throughout early church history, my mind goes a very understanding of Satan. My mind goes to Ephesians chapter six. We understand this is the the passage of scripture where Paul tells the Ephesian church to put on the whole armor of God. He says in verse eleven, "Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes or wiles of the devil, devil, Satan, uh, who is a liar." Um, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness. Thank you, Frank Peretti. Uh, Against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, 
to stand firm. And I believe that's our calling as men and women of courage, conviction, and faith, believers in Jesus Christ. For those of you out there who are not, um, I don't mean this to be an evangelical ploy, uh, as some would argue that it is. I believe that we need to stand firmly on God's word, who just so happens to be Jesus. Um, We have got to hone in and focus in as men and women of -hmm. courage, conviction, and faith on the fact that there is real evil in this world and that we confront it every single day. And for those out there that say, listen, this isn't a culture war, this isn't a spiritual warfare battle, this isn't, uh, could it be that they are either A, deceived, or B, trying to deceive you? Right. There is a real battle being waged, and this doesn't mean, I, I don't believe there are good things happening. There are. But they're only happening because Christ is alive and well and living in the hearts of men and women of courage, conviction, and faith. So keep sharing that light and the love of Jesus every single day. Because, and we're trying to end that on a good note, we'll, yeah. move, we'll move to latest polling from Real Clear Politics. Uh, not much has changed. Um you, you got any updates on polls? Uh, Republican presidential nomination, according to a Harris poll, has 60. Trump plus 59. Yeah. I mean, um, it's narrowing. Biden is plus 57 on Marianne Williamson. Who? Uh, in Virginia. They don't have a Roanoke. No, he's running independent. Oh, that's right. There's a Virginia poll from Roanoke that has Trump plus 37. In the in the Republican yeah, primary, and it, it, so so basically, really, the only news to report is that it seems to be that there's a handing off of the baton, or maybe should, we should say pass in lane two, mm-hmm. or who is going to be the runner up in most it appears, states. It appears it's Nikki Haley. And Nikki Haley seems to be pulling ahead. It is interesting, however, that in the Virginia Republican primary, a presidential primary poll, did yep. you notice they inserted one name that? Virtually no other state has in it. Read that. Read those numbers. The Virginia one. Yeah, it's uh, uh, Trump, DeSantis, Youngkin. Youngkin. They're yeah, pulling their running. own. They're pulling their own governor out of the or into the field. Which tells which 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 creates he, a discrepancy in the number. Right. Um, I think most Youngkin supporters would either be split between Haley and DeSantis. Uh, I don't think they're going to break for Ramaswamy. They could go to Pence or Scott. I don't think they're going to go for Christie. So if you pull the 10 away from Youngkin in the Virginia poll, and I don't think they're really going to – maybe one out of those 10 would break for um, Trump. But I, I think they're probably going to mainly break down between DeSantis and Haley, which only puts DeSantis uh, up about, if we did a pure split of that 10, gave DeSantis 5 for 19, that, that decreases Trump's lead to 32. Woo! I'm looking back. The RCP average for the Republican presidential nomination on December 1st, 2022, so a year ago, just letting you know, uh, Trump was polling at forty-eight point eight. He's now polling at sixty-two yeah. on average. Yeah. Nikki Haley was at two point five. She's jumped yeah. to ten. Yeah. The startling number to me, Chris Christie's pretty much stayed the same. Tim Scott, 
stayed the same and then and then dropped out. Trump was plus twenty one point five at this point a year ago. He's plus forty eight right now. Look at that just that mirror image though between the two. But the I green, think yeah. The that, green is where I'm going. Yeah, Ron DeSantis exactly. a year ago was twenty seven polling at twenty seven point three. A mm. legitimate challenger. Absolutely. A a legitimate challenger yeah. to the poor former president. It's a it's a nearly I, I mean if you try if you want to look at what you would assume is just about a mirror image and it's interesting because the numbers track just behind one another mm-hmm. um it, it, it you you notice that trump takes a lead a higher lead shortly after um desantis takes a dip which usually means that there are numbers in the field lower than desantis that are pulling higher than him um haley ha- haley has seen what some would call a meteoric rise i would say it's a it's a soft rise uh forward toward mm-hmm. toward a higher percentage point in some states um she seems to be gaining ground in south carolina um, and iowa and iowa you know she's always been strong in new hampshire sure i i think really once again and for those of you that like love or want to leave this idea behind it it really appears now to be a run for who is going to be the runner up. Mm-hmm. Trump is literally pulling away from the field. I heard Clay and Buck call him the Teflon candidate the other day, and I th- it's kind of weird to call him a candidate. Um, he is the former uh, president of the United States, um, and this is only hap- yeah, this has only happened a few times in the history. Well. Uh, not, it has not happened in recent history where a uh, sitting or or a uh, sitting president lost and then re ran. Uh, I believe the last time this happened, and somebody can. Uh, I'm thinking Teddy Roosevelt, um, the bull moose. Um, I don't think it's happened since then. So and maybe Taft because that's the same time period. Um, and of course, uh, Grover Cleveland takes gets two bites at the apple. Um, it, it's interesting. Yeah, he's he's fact checking me now. What is interesting is that with a 60, 62 percentage points, that that's enough. If you were if you were in a jungle primary where you had uh, the ability for a runoff, that'd be enough to I mean to lap the field. You would not need. Grover Cleveland is the only former president yes. who has ever come back after being defeated for re-election to win a second non-consecutive yes. term. Democrat from New York won a narrow victory in 84, 1884, but yeah. lost in the Electoral College in yep. 1888 despite winning the popular vote. He was re-nominated in 1892 and beat uh, Benjamin Harrison, the man he had lost to Correct. four years earlier. So that could be a repetition of what happens. Here's here's where we also have some, again, President Trump is in very rare air. Oh, yeah. Ulysses S. Grant served two full terms from 69 to 77. Uh, he was urged to, to run again mm. for a third term. That was before mm. we term limited. Uh, but four years later... Uh, he changed his mind and sought the Republican nomination again. He mm-hmm. led the field for nearly the entire GOP convention, but he couldn't win over a majority of delegates and ultimately lost to James A. Garfield on the 36th ballot. Yeah. I, uh, Herbert Hoover never quite got over his landslide loss to FDR. Martin Van Buren lost his reelection bid in 1840 and eight years later made a comeback attempt as the nominee of the anti-slavery Free Soil Party. He was a distant third. Millard Fillmore succeeded Taylor when he died 16 months into his presidential term. That's because he spoke. His inauguration address went like 13 hours. Uh, Fillmore sought the nomination of the Whig Party for a full term but lost to Winfield Scott. Four years later, he was nominated as the American or the Know Nothing Party candidate and then he finished third. 
Teddy Roosevelt went in after William McKinley's assassination, served nearly mm -hmm. all of what would have been his second term. Yep. He won a full term of his own in 1904. Mm -hmm. He promised he wouldn't run for another term. He did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in 1912, he reversed himself, sought the nomination again, but he lost to Taft. Yep. He then formed his own progressive Bull Moose, Bull party, Moose party, ran as its nominee. Roosevelt ran the strongest third-party <laughs> campaign to date, placing second he, in both the popular and yeah, electoral And vote. so I think Teddy Roosevelt's the last to do it. He also ran for that term with a bullet lodged in his chest um, mm -hmm. because he there was an assassination attempt. The same was true of... Uh, we, we, there are a lot of presidents. Well, actually, there's two or three presidents that were assassinated. We hardly ever talk about Zachary, Zachary Taylor, Taylor, William McKinley, um, JFK, J Abraham Lincoln. JFK, Abraham Lincoln. Um, yeah, we were about we're gonna about to have, we're on the verge of having more presidents impeached than assassinated. Which, uh, by the I, way, do you know this history lesson? Did you know that Ronald Reagan was seriously considering picking uh, Gerald Ford as his running mate? In that would have been interesting. His Gerald Ford his thought about accident, it and then cooled. His accidency. Yeah. James Madison and James Monroe um, were ex-presidents who then went on yeah. to serve in different areas. So yeah. it's not uncommon. Also John Quincy Adams. Pretty unheard of, though, especially in modern American mm. politics. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, the, the classic, if you will, is the, the last one to do it who really, uh, because I, I would argue that Barack Obama has kind of stayed on the scene a little more quietly than Trump um, because Trump is – earnestly seeking re-election right um the last one to kind of fade off into the to the distance was the governor of texas you know fool me once you, you know you no, know he's bad no. I mean, no for how long but he's not i mean he he doesn't make he doesn't make his voice known on decisions and things like that i mean he's michelle Mabel's friend and that's cool um he's a painter He's done a lot of work on with veterans, but it's not like he's entering into the news every day with, well, let me tell you what I think. Uh, it, that was a terrible well, impersonation. Barack Obama's also written 13 memoirs. 13 or 14? That's a lot. That's cool. Um, I mean, good good for him. He, I, thinks, he thinks he's intelligent. I mean, I'm, I'm not here to disparage Barack Obama today. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm always here. <laughs> well, if you would like to email him... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, I, it's interesting. We're, we're just in an interesting time. I mean, I will not say that you are. Were, we, I'm are not, we, no, are not, we living in unprecedented no, times, Don't Mitch? say that. That was a little loud. Are we I'm living sorry. in unprecedented uh, times? Um, uh, yeah. I think we are, my friend. Yeah, well, I think every day is unprecedented. Uh, we've never lived it before. Uh, and we'll never live it again. So mm, Existential. Uh, wow, meta. We, <laughs> we pick up where we start. Look started. at that. <laughs> There's a lot happening in the news, a lot of things that we're going to keep track of. Again, it does appear that the road is well paved for us to have a 2020 rematch between President Trump and President Biden. I beg to differ, but yeah. Woohoo! Um, if, <laughs> if you missed the debate last night that didn't matter, uh, Gavin, yeah, Newsom and, yeah, Gavin Newsom and Ron DeSantis debated. Sean Hannity hosted Dear Fox. Gosh. It was great, um, I'm sure. I didn't watch it. I, it might have been great. I, honestly, and this is terrible. We were putting up the Christmas tree last night. I forgot all about it. Well, why would you? I mean, I would. I, I think Seahawks and Cowboys is much more entertaining. I'm a political nerd. That's why. And I, but maybe I I'm mean, slipping a little you, bit. Maybe you watched that. Maybe you were like me and watched a little Bing Crosby and White Christmas. It's cold outside. Uh, it's, oh, it's, sorry. It's possible that, that there were other things to do. Well, we might. We might. Re reevaluate what happened in that debate next week. Nah. Reevaluate. In the words of Larry David, <laughs> maybe not. 
Until next weekend, though, we hope you have a great weekend. You should get your Christmas festivities started, your parties and your parades and all the rest. I don't know if you're going to have any tomorrow, though, if you're in the Midlands. Oof. Oof. It's going to be raining all day tomorrow. Hope you enjoy your weekend. If you want to catch up with all the things happening at Palmetto Family, you can do that. Palmettofamily.org. You can listen, watch every podcast, show. You can uh, subscribe to the show. You can leave us a five-star rating and review. You can... Uh, sign up to be a part of our email newsletter. We bake us cookies. That. I would love some Christmas cookies. Mm. You know, make them, make them healthy if you want. A little sourdough, whatever you want. But what we encourage you to do is get involved with everything we're doing here. Keep up to date with everything that's going on. Because it's hard to believe this, but when we come back on Monday, it'll be December the 4th, which tells me that we are about a month away from the 2024 legislative, legislative session. sessions. We'll be keeping you up to date on everything going on over at the State House. So you want to make sure you download the Palmetto Family Council app on your smartphone or on your tablet or on your iPad. Just delete Facebook and Instagram and your Cosmopolitan subscription if you have it. Just take care of all that before we see you on Monday. Until then, have a great weekend. For Mitch Prosser, I'm Dustin Hall. Thank you so much for watching and listening to the fastest-growing and strongest conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina. This it's this one. It's the Palmetto Family Matters Show.